Hey there, I'm Dana, your Canadian English teacher, with another English lesson so you can speak and understand the English spoken in Canada. If you're learning English for the Great White North, then you've come to the right place. You'll learn phrasal verbs, common expressions, conversation tips, and of course, some typical Canadianisms. Well, guys, you're in for a treat. Maria from English for Canada is back on the podcast today, and we're going to teach you some great expressions that you can use when you're talking about relationships. Hello, Maria. Welcome back to the Can Learn English podcast. Hello. I'm excited to be back here with your community. You're a regular. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So today we're going to do something a little different. The last time you were on, we talked about exams because you are the exam queen. Yes. IELTS, SELPIP, TOEFL, those. Yes. But today we're going to do some English in context. We're going to be learning some fun expressions. This is a fun episode where we're going to learn two English expressions that are somewhat related because they have to do with Mm -hmm. relationships. Yeah, and it's really important to learn idioms because native speakers will use them so naturally that they might use it in speech or like in a conversation. And if you don't know it, you might completely miss the pun or the joke or what they're trying to say. Exactly. And we picked two very common and really good ones Mm -hmm. for the listeners today. So the first one is to butter someone up. And what I like to do is break down the words in the expression. So butter, we're talking about the food. Butter. Yummy. One of my favorite foods, to be honest. Anything with butter is delicious. So you are more of a butter family than a margarine family? Oh, I don't eat margarine. We like the full fat stuff at our house. (laughs) I grew up on margarine and I have now transitioned away from margarine. I can't stand it. I tastes like plastic. (laughs) Oh, it's it's awful. We used to buy the like my mom used to buy the stuff that was 99 cents. Like it was the cheapest (laughs) margarine. It wasn't even basil. It was like the crap. It's just like plastic. (laughs) Yeah, it it literally was. So this is to butter someone up. Yeah. And of course, it does not mean that you're literally putting butter on someone. No, it means that you are trying to make someone happy and feel good. I, I would also say that when you butter someone up, it's like you're trying to make them feel good for as an intention to then later ask them for a favor or to do something or something for you. Exactly. So we make them feel good so that we get what we want. Yes. I can give you an example because it actually happened to me the other day. Okay. So my dad tried buttering me up because he wanted me to to do the dishes right away and usually we kind of do them at the end of the day and he kind of was like you know you're so helpful and you're so beautiful we love having you around the house and he started buttering me up and then I knew right away he wants something 
I could tell exactly. that he wanted something. And then he brought up the dishes. I'm like, okay, he was totally buttering me up. Children do this as well. Children mm-hmm. are excellent at buttering adults up mm-hmm. because they'll, you know, they might sit on your lap, you know, give you all the, you know, the attention you want from kids, give you little kisses. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, can I have dessert or oh. can I want TV or something yeah. that they want, right? Like, mommy, you're so amazing. Can I get a candy? Exactly. That's a perfect example of buttering someone up. But it's pretty obvious, I think, when someone does it. Yeah, and it's 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 cute. It's not really like a bad thing. Like I don't think people get offended by it. Um, I guess you could use it in like a work context, like, oh, you were just buttering me up. But I don't think people would really say that in a formal or professional situation. No, it's more to do with, yeah, your family or, yeah, friends. friends. Yeah. Yeah, It's a little bit more of a casual one. And I mean, it depends. I think that when someone, I'm a direct person. So if I'm, if someone's going to ask me a favor, I just like, just ask me, you don't need to butter me up. I like the direct communication, but some people respond well to being buttered up, right? Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, I pr- I agree with you. If someone's going to ask me for something, it's like, let's just get straight to it. What do you need? Yeah. And like, I'm usually happy to help people out. So it's like, not like I would say no, but I suppose I could, it could work on me as well. Like, especially, you know, if it's a child, we're just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's a fun one. And I think, yeah, we use that a lot in, in conversation because it does happen and and it's good that you mentioned that you use it in conversation, um, especially with, with our exam prep students. We don't encourage using like idioms like this in their writing, for instance. It's usually something you would say in conversation. Um, you probably would not use this in many written contexts unless you, like we like you mentioned, it's something very casual. Yeah, like maybe if you were getting an email with from someone who you work with in a very friendly way, like someone who you might see in the office. and. Mm-hmm. We're getting a compliment you're saying oh you did such a great job on the you know presentation you might write oh you're just buttering me up like you're just trying to get on my yeah. good side so That's maybe true. if it's someone very close to you but you wouldn't say that to like your boss's boss no no no, no. that would be really unprofessional yeah you would just more say thank you for the compliment I appreciate it <laughs> idioms in general tend to be informal but this one specifically is pretty informal exactly Exactly. And we have another one, which is, I think, even more fun um, (laughs) because it's such a, it's one that describes something awkward and it is awkward. So this one is to put your foot in your mouth. (laughs) I I confess I'm a bit of a, uh, I have a bad habit of this happening to me sometimes. And it's really embarrassing when, when, when I do put my foot in my mouth, it's embarrassing. So it's when you say something um, that you shouldn't have said, and it's going to cause embarrassment to other people. Mm-hmm. And you know when it happens, and like it's happening as you're speaking. Yes, and you can tell because the other person's facial expression or somebody in the circle is like, "Don't say that," and you're, "Oh my god!" And then it's too late. You've said it. You have, and I think you said you had a pretty good example. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, like at a barbecue, I was at. And 
my my friend was had just brought like a new new girlfriend to this barbecue and then i um mentioned something about vegetarianism because we were eating a barbecue and i was like oh i hope i hope you're not one of those that doesn't eat meat or something like that and turns out she was a vegetarian and i was like oh and she looked at me and like everyone kind of giggled because i made this like side comment about how you know, vegetarian wouldn't be able to come to enjoy the barbecue. It was just a joke. I mean, I also don't eat that much meat anyway, but um, it was so awkward because it was like our first time meeting each other. And right away, I was kind of like, she was like, oh, well, I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat meat. And I was and like kind of offended by it. And I was like, oh, no. And I had to really kind of patch the situation up right then and there. Yeah, totally. I was when you mentioned that you met a new friend's girlfriend, my head went in a different direction and I thought, oh my gosh, I hope she didn't call her by like the ex-girlfriend's name. Like that would That's, be a situation. Definitely. That could happen too. <laughs> yeah, or you enough. might have a friend that has a new significant other and you say their old significant other's mm-hmm. name and then, oh, that's like, oh, that'd be so embarrassing. I know. I've had some difficult situations like that. Have you had one, Yvika? I can't really think of any recently that I have done. I I tend to try and think, I guess, before I speak quite often, or maybe I'm not as outgoing or in as many social situations where that would happen to me. I can't think of any in recent times that I've put my foot in my mouth. I find that it happens a lot to people who are quite outspoken because they might like be trying to make a joke or be, un- or be uncanny or like funny um, and then they might say something without really knowing their audience yes yes and I mean I think it's awkward at the time but it happens right so yeah it I- made me think of another idiom which is a little bit more kind of graphic mm-hmm. um, that one is verbal diarrhea oh <laughs> verbal diarrhea yeah that's when somebody just like keeps talking and they won't shut up and they start saying something and they don't stop and people are like just stop talking just don't say anymore it's like when you get anxious I think and it's like it's more so than when yeah it's more so when someone's anxious they just keep going yeah kind of like the word implies and you're just continue on it's like oh stop just stop before you you know offend anybody there's a there's actually us and one that's kind of like an opposite to this and I've said it before and I I thought it was like a pretty well-known kind of idiom or expression that I've learned here in Canada but when I was teaching abroad a lot of the British teachers would look at me when I said it and like where did you learn that because I think it might be a Canadian thing have you ever heard of the term brain fart yes yeah So, so like a brain fart is when you have those lapses in memory and you just can't remember something. It's like on the tip of your tongue. You're just like, what was it? Oh, I'm trying to remember the name of that song or that movie or, you know, something that you're in the moment trying to remember. You know it, but for some reason, you can't remember in that second. So you go, I'm having a brain fart. Yes. <laughs> it's a very yes. funny thing to say. And and I get, I think it might be a Canadian thing. A Canadianism, I'm not sure if it is Canadian or maybe they say it in the States too. But I know for sure when I taught at the British school in Brazil, all the teachers were laughing at me one day because there was some sort of scheduling thing. I'm like, oh, there was a brain fart in the schedule. And everyone was like, what? A brain fart? 
I have those. I definitely, I'm not guilty of putting my foot in my mouth, but I'm definitely guilty of, of having <laughs> brain farts. Like I have the hardest time scheduling internationally. Uh -huh. I don't know what it is. Um, With time zones? Time zones. I'm a disaster at time zones. So there's a few that I'm okay with. I'm okay with the Pacific time zone. I can do that one for me. But even to this day, because I lived in Ireland for many years, that was the first place I lived abroad. Mm -hmm. I'm still stuck in my head that I'm five hours ahead of like the Eastern time zone, like Toronto, <laughs> even mm -hmm. though I'm six. So like I get mixed up. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I have, a, we have students all over the world. So that we, I can easily have brain farts too in the time zones. We have some students that live in Newfoundland and they're 4.5 hours ahead of Vancouver. They're the additional 30 minutes. Yeah, which makes... It's very strange. And I'm like, okay, when I'm scheduling their sessions, it's like, okay, it's lunchtime here. So it's 4, 4.30 in Newfoundland. Very yeah. strange. Yeah, so that one is like, I have, yeah, I'm lots of brain farts all the time. <laughs> I'm just like... I don't know. So we have I, some very graphic idioms today. Brain farts. Yeah, these area. have to do with relationships and bodily functions. <laughs> so we took this on a complete different direction. But I like where it went. Then we planned. But these are some great ones. And again, like, these are casual. Um, yeah, you don't want to say to your manager, I'm having a brain fart. He'll be like, or he or she, rather, will definitely find that unprofessional. <laughs> Definitely. Like, again, with like close colleagues who are maybe at your same level, you might just say like, oh, I'm having it like you used it at work with your colleagues. Yeah. But in a business meeting. Yeah. No, 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 not with anyone who's like kind of in authority to you or someone that you don't know very well. I think in replace of brain fart, you could say uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. On the tip of which my is tongue. a more professional idiom. So you could say that in a business setting mm -hmm. if you're trying to look for a word that you can't remember oh it's on the tip of my tongue and then people will say oh yeah don't worry about it or they might help you out usually that when you say that it's a invitation for people to to help you come to your rescue yeah exactly yeah because that that does that happened to me the other day I was talking with my friends and I think we were talking about COVID and um retirement centers Okay. Senior citizens' yeah, homes. Where all the crises are happening. Yeah, because, like, I don't know, you probably felt like this when you were in Brazil. You kind of start, like, the signs are in German where I live. And so I start to kind of say things in German. So I had the name of the place in my head mm -hmm. in German. And I was like, what is it in English again? And I was like, what is that place where you, like, put the old people and they all live together <laughs> and they're like retirement homes and, like, or senior citizen homes? Senior yeah. centers. Senior yes, houses. I'm still, still, yeah. I still am like, what is it called? Nursing home. That's what I was looking for. Nursing home. Or long-term um, care homes. Yeah. Facility. Yeah. These type of things. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it was on the tip of my tongue. It was like, I couldn't find the word. And then. Very, very clear example of a brain fart right there. Yeah. <laughs> complete. Yeah. I'm good at those. But uh, yeah. So those are our. Four turns out to be yeah, turned four. four. Yeah, good. Um, those were very, very helpful ones. I think you could definitely use them. Yeah, for sure. So, thank you for coming on again. This is just mm -hmm. a short little, short little interaction. I love doing today. these. I think learning English is so much fun, and we've got all these Canadianisms and uh, slang and expressions that will help you, so you can start finding new ways to communicate with your with your new Canadian friends. 
Exactly. And learning English in context exactly is how we like to do it. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure the listeners know where to find you mm-hmm. because they know you by now, but just remind them again about yeah. uh, English for Canada. So I'm the founder of English for Canada. We are an online school. So we have private tutoring sessions for students that want to improve their pronunciation, their general English, and we are exam prep specialists. So we coach students on how to get the scores they need for their IELTS exam, their CELPIP exam, anything English proficiency test related, you can count on us. We know exactly what you got to do to get the band scores you need. Great. So go to englishforcanada.com and Mm -hmm. as always, we'll link Maria's details below. So if you need some exam coaching, you know what to do. We're also doing a, a little series of videos right now with some vocabulary from the news on the COVID crisis. I love that. Yeah, I'm trying to make it fun because I know that everything's so negative on the news. So at least we can make it proactive and learn from it at the same time. Exactly. Learning with the news, it's one of the best ways to improve your English, again, Mm -hmm. in context using natural, authentic material. So awesome. So they can find that on Instagram at English for Canada. English.4.Canada. Yeah. Yeah, I see that you're also posting news articles. It's really good. You guys got to listen to the Can Learn English podcast so you can improve your pronunciation too, because it helps a lot. All right, everyone. I'll see you in the next podcast. Yes, for sure. Thanks so much. Bye. So that was it for our episode today. If you would like to get the transcripts and the bonus material for this episode, then you can find details on how to join the Can Learn English Academy or to become a podcast student at canlearnenglish.com. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, please support this free podcast by liking, sharing, and subscribing. Until next time, guys. Bye-bye.